guys. So we're recording our new episode of the Q Chat. And today I have a good friend of mine. Her name is Shannon. And she is the administrator of a very important Facebook page. It is the St. Tammany Parish Court Reform Awareness page. And she has a very interesting story. Um, and that page is centered around just making people aware of just certain injustices that are currently taking place. So I want to go ahead and introduce Shannon, and we're going to go ahead and talk about some things that's taking place in that particular parish. Hey, Shannon. Uh-huh. Hi. Hi. So um, I just want to ask you a few questions. So what made you start the page um, in the first place, and how long has that page been up? Um, It's probably been up for probably since around 2012 or 2013, and I have been in the court system since 2006, and in the beginning with my situation, I thought it was only me that that were um, having injustices within the system, and then I started to realize that it was happening to just about everyone going through the court system that was any type of domestic violence, abuse, or high-conflict case. And so I thought that it would be um, good to reach out to the community because when I was in the midst of it, in the worst of it, I was alone and I didn't have anybody to discuss it with. And I wanted to make other people in the parish aware of what was going on and also, most importantly, be there for the people who were in the court system and let them know that they were not alone with what they were going through. Right. Um, I know I got wind of the page probably between 2014 um, or maybe early 2015 um, because, of course, I've also been in a horrible court system custody case um, that I was involved in probably back and forth for definitely over a decade. Um, It definitely takes a huge toll on you and I think there's nothing like connecting with a person that's also been through it because it's real, when you talk to people that haven't experienced, you know, the dreadfulness of literally having to go to court with strangers who don't know you, your kids, or anything, and they're literally, you know, they have the power and the control to make decisions for your family. It's a very lonely feeling, and it's a very rough thing to experience, so... That page alone, I think, has helped quite a bit of people. Do you find that, and I know one thing that I mentioned before we started recording, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is people assume that the courts favor the mother. Like, I've heard this so many times, and it is not true, (laughs) okay? Um, I'm not saying that there haven't been some women that have been successful, but honestly, from my experience and I know from other people that I've spoken to or things that I've read, there's a new wave now where I feel like mothers aren't generally favored in court. And that may be a strong statement, what I just said, but do you find that that's the case that women just unfortunately are not being heard when they go to court in these type of custody situations? Um, I strongly agree with that, especially since they have the fatherhood initiative and the system started receiving federal funding to side with the fathers. Mm. St. Tammany Parish is very well known as father's rights. They favor the father. The fathers do have the best outcome, although I will say this, I have crossed paths with many of men who have been 
on the bad side of things as well. I don't want this to be a gender thing right? within the parish right? because it does happen to men as well, but definitely the majority of the cases are that are high conflict or there's abuse or domestic violence, the father will receive custody more than likely more than the mother, if not soul, mm. in the parish. That's, that's common. Right, right. And yeah, I definitely want to put that out there. I definitely know that there are some men that are experiencing the same thing. So definitely, you know, I don't want to make it seem like it's one-sided. But statistically, it just seems very weird. I just know, like, I just feel like a lot of people assume if you're a woman, you're automatically going to come out on top. And that's a misconception. That does not happen in this parish. (laughs) Right. I really want people to stop thinking that. Like, I hear that so many times. I've even watched movies where, you know, a couple may be divorced and they're like, oh, you know, the mother is going to automatically come on top. Yeah, maybe in a fictional world, but in reality, it's just honestly not the case. And just a lot of research that I've done since having experienced this myself, I went through a custody situation for over a decade. Um, I used to have experiences where we would go back and forth and I would generally walk away not unscathed but I would walk away with the kids it was just you know like a just a big game where I would always be sued for sole custody but there was one instance one instance where he actually was successful so and it took me a year and a half to get the children back and during that time frame I saw a lot of things that really shocked me like I witnessed things that were downright illegal actually you know so that alone I know for a fact that it definitely does not always work out for women and unfortunately there's some cracks in the system but during that experience I did a lot of research and I was shocked to see that this isn't just taking place in Louisiana this is kind of taking place all over the country where just parents aren't necessarily receiving you know fair justice and like once again like I said not just women men too so just from your experience and having the page open and I know you've met a lot of people both men and women who have gone through quite a bit what do you think would be like just the first step in seeing some changes in this system I think that the people involved need to slow down and not assume that every case is a one-size-fits-all. They need to look at evidence. They need to quit having these backdoor meetings where they go in and discuss things without uh, any parties present except the attorneys and everything is off record. Um, It's just not handled correctly at all. Um, I have been in court since 2006 and I had evidence looked at one time. I've been sued for sole custody four times and it's just kind of like anything goes. Anybody can go in there and say whatever they want to say and take. you can have your kids taken away from you mm-hmm. with zero evidence. Oh, definitely. It, it's um, it's kind of... I don't know. I just never would have thought when I went through my situation to see how easily that was done. Number one, it just really amazed me how it was so easy to get children taken, but so hard to get them back. <laughs> you know, I was just like, okay. And then in my situation, I was actually not expected to get them back. I had to 
do everything under the sun, GoFundMe's, um, you name it, to actually, a lot of money was spent, of course, from both parties, um, but it took a lot to get them back, but a lot of it was nothing but the grace of God that I actually was able to get someone outside of the parish who came in there, just, he just did an awesome job, but I know that in my case, I feel like it was kind of the exception. I know a lot of people who have lost their children and they have not been able to get them back. And it's very, very scary, especially considering what it does to the children. So um, I know in our particular parish, yeah. um, And that's another thing. And I know this is a very tough subject, but... Have you found that a lot of parents who have reached out to that page, has any of them had any success as far as getting them back? You know, I mean, like I said, I feel in my case, it was kind of like an exception. It was such a hard situation. It literally took a year and a half. And I really, you know, so many bad things were said. Do you find that some parents do have any success in getting their children back or having any type of? No. Mm. Wow. What is, I just really, I guess the thing that bothers me the most is, what is it finally going to take? I just think one of the things that people don't understand who aren't in the situation is, and not everyone has the abuse background, but for those that do, financial abuse is also another thing. There's generally one parent I find in just experiences that I've seen there's always one that they do have a bigger money flow. So money does talk, unfortunately. It's like a strange barter system where money plays a role in a lot of these cases. So, I mean, if one parent is able to pump a ton of money and generally the other parent who's on the the end of trying to, they're the ones trying to fight, their finances are getting drained completely. And I think that's one thing that also makes those situations very lopsided and it does make it hard for that mother or that father who does not have the funds quite frankly to even be successful are there any are there any type of organizations or social services that are available to even help parents get more funding to get proper legal representation no not within the family court system the only thing that there is out there is the fatherhood fund it's funding for fathers there's Mm -hmm. nothing for mothers not one organization they do have domestic violence um organizations that will help once you leave but then again you get put back into the family court system and and if there's been any type of abuse domestic violence sexual abuse um any type of abuse at all more than likely you will lose your child if you bring it up in family court They do not um, look very fondly on people saying that their child's being abused. You cannot protect your child. You cannot bring up abuse in court um, unless you want to take the possibility of your child going to live with the abuser, um, having mostly most of the custody, if not soul. Right. Soul custody... And I know, I remember one situation, this was years ago when I first started this whole unfortunate 
situation and going back and forth to court when I first was sued for sole custody. And I remember the attorney I had at the time. Now, this was well over 10 years ago, I would say. They actually told me, oh, well, people don't generally give out sole custody. And it was just so ironic that (laughs) that was something I was told years ago because he acted as if it was just the most far-fetched thing in the world for one parent to actually get sole custody. But nowadays, it's actually extremely common And generally, I find that a lot of people who are getting sole custody are normally parents who you're surprised that they actually got this. It's normally the parent who, and I'm not making it seem like everyone is a victim because it's not. A lot of cases are case by case, but there are a lot of situations where there's a parent that may have a history of abuse or things of that nature, and they actually end up coming on top in these cases, which I find to be very bizarre statistically um as far as your page though have you ever dealt with any situations where people are being negative on the page or just they don't want to believe the truth because I feel like the page is very raw and honest but I think like some people just have a hard time accepting facts yes but the people that are negative yeah the people that come on that are negative are few and far in between and I have to say since the page has been open, it's probably been less than five people, and the way that they act or react on the page makes me believe that um, they themselves are abusive in their relationships. Mm. Do you think that anyone in the court system monitors the page? Um, yes, because I had to state in court under oath that I was the administrator of the page, um, so it's definitely monitored, <laughs> and they tried to um, hold that against me in court, and that's that's why I have a gag order issued against me that I'm not allowed to discuss my case. Right, correct. Because of the page. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's, I don't know, I guess I get it in a sense if there's an open case, but at the end of the day, I feel like that page is just a bunch of parents who are honest on their situations plain and simple I don't feel like it's I feel like it's people giving their raw honest experiences of what has happened it's just everything can't be a secret for much longer like too many people have gotten on that page with similar stories you know and which is scary unfortunately but it's too many people with these same stories the sad part I feel it would be my hope that that page would actually generate some changes. You know, I would think since they are monitoring the page, you would think that, okay, well, maybe we should be in our P's and Q's, but I don't know. It just seems very bizarre what's taking place that this still goes on and that this still happens. I don't know. It's just a very strange thing to me. Um, Have you ever had anyone on the page, like, reach out that, that, you know, as far as not just regular citizens but anyone that has any type of knowledge on what can be done to help I just am hoping that things are exposed on a larger scale eventually um I've had a few um New Orleans news reporters reach out and um I've heard this repeatedly from parents that have contacted the news stations about the family court system within St. Tammany Parish that once they gather information, they disappear. And, and it's almost like they're being threatened or 
for some particular reason they don't want to cover the family court system on the news. Mm. It's a very strange situation. It's the thing about it. It seems like everyone is aware of what's taking place, but nothing's getting done. Basically, they look the other way, right? Which I think is unfortunate, and it seems like that's the case a lot when kids are involved. Because at the end of the day, it's not really about the parents; it's about the children because they're the ones that's at the center of this. And it just seems like so many kids are not receiving the justice that they deserve. And that's the part that's really scary. I mean, you would think something that involves children would have more people in droves saying, okay, we need to expose this and make some changes. But, you know, so far, that's just not the case, you know, which I think is really sad. As far as... Right, they're just taking these children's childhood away from them. They're not being, they're not able to just be children. Right, and a child should be a child, you know, despite their parents and despite, you know, every any other elements, you know, they deserve their innocence. And unfortunately, a lot of children, right. their innocence is definitely being robbed. Um, but as far as the right. page, there, I mean, it's totally legal, correct? There's nothing wrong with post having that page up, right? No, it's freedom of speech. <laughs> right, so, I don't know. And the... the, the information that's posted on there is mostly shared articles on cases or information that's happening in court systems around the world right as far as um and a lot of the posts that you make to me they're very informative i think they're things that like i said people that haven't experienced the displeasure of going through you know a bad court case you know having to deal with you know a bad custody situation i think generally people like that aren't aware of these statistics. Where do you um where do you tend to research to find a lot of the statistics that you post? Um most most of it comes from other um social medias. Mhm. I'm in a lot of different groups. Um mostly mother groups, I will say that just because they have the most knowledge and it's happening the most to mothers within the family court system. Um, I'm in a lot of open and closed groups with mothers who have been through the same thing that I have been through personally. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a nice support system. They have a lot of information and um, that the same things are happening throughout all of the family court systems. And so I gather the most important information and share it so people don't feel alone because unless you're in the situation and you've experienced it, you can talk to somebody about it and they honestly probably would look at you like you're crazy because they have zero comprehension that this is even going on. And this needs to be shared and the people uh, need to be educated that this is what's happening to the children. Right, definitely. I definitely find that people who haven't been through it, they have zero understanding of it. Like I've had conversations with people who haven't experienced, you know, any of that and they have so many opinions on, oh well, it should be real simple to just do XYZ and it's like you really don't get it because you haven't experienced it. You know, because people from the outside looking in, they have no clue of how harsh the court system can be. You know, they just have no understanding of it. And some people, I feel, they're naive to think that 
once you go to court, everything's just going to automatically work out for you. That's not generally how things happen, unfortunately. And like I said, it's not even a Louisiana thing per se. It's all across the country because I see stories like this almost every day and it's really shocking. Do you find that... It is happening all over. It really is. Do you find that domestic violence is a common thread with a lot of these cases where the other parent isn't favored? The one that, you know, was actually the one that has lost their children? Do you find that domestic violence is a common thread? Yes, I find that it's either um, domestic violence any type of child sexual abuse, or if one parent has any type of personality disorder. That creates conflict, which creates a high-conflict case, and it makes the judges think that it's both parents when really it only takes one parent to create high conflict. A, A parent protecting their children can come off the same as fighting with the other parent. It's easy to overlook that fact that they're just trying to protect the child. Right, and uh, they've been victims of abuse, actually, so it's hard for them right, right. to understand right. that, definitely. With um the threat of domestic violence, and ironically, um, I just did a podcast two weeks ago with Miss Adrena Winfrey. Um, she has a very deep testimony regarding her experience with domestic violence, Um And I found that even with her seminar, a lot of the information that she had given out, people still weren't weren't aware of just domestic violence. Because I think that's like another layer to all of this. I think that there's a lot of situations where people just simply aren't educated on domestic violence in general. And I think at the end of the day, sometimes people still kind of treat the person that has finally left like, well, why did she even get in this situation in the first place? So (laughs) I think part of it is just, you know, I just really feel like sometimes they're like, well, you shouldn't have gotten in this situation in the first place. And I think there's a huge lack of empathy. And I just think it's a a big spiral effect. Do you think just in... I didn't mean to cut you off. It's a huge misconception, too, because what if you have some person, male or female, telling you all these things, and then you marry this person, and their true self comes out, and you fell in love with a false person, a false facade, and people say, oh, well, just leave, or why did you marry this person? Well, what if they weren't that way when you got together with them? You know, what if they hid this this part of them until you were settled or had kids or got married? It's not, um, you know, uh, um, it's not that cut and dry, you know, I think maybe that's not right. There's a lot of different very, very, yeah. People pretend well, and I, I just really feel that's one of the big problems is that people aren't educated with domestic violence. And, you know, I think sometimes people don't understand that. An abuser can be one of the nicest people you've met in person. Like, you're not living with that person. You're not with them behind closed doors. And some people are really skilled. I don't think the average person is just going to just walk in court and reveal the fact that, you know, they're really nasty and they really are physically abusive. Like, who in their right mind would do that? And I think that's one of the things that 
that's one of the major cracks I feel is taking place in a lot of these situations is just not having skilled people that have education in domestic violence or have education in speaking with victims of sexual abuse, things of that nature, which you would think in situations like that, you would have these individuals being a part of it. But I think that's one thing that actually would help more if they had more advocates being allowed to be in there that have had some education or experience in dealing with victims of abuse. I think it would help more, you know, but unfortunately that's lacking right now, definitely. Right. They they have zero training in that, and they're making decisions for children's lives, and they have no knowledge on the subject, which is pretty scary. It's extremely scary. It really is, because like you said, at the end of the day, these are children involved, and those children, they don't get the opportunity to even express themselves either, you know, which is sad as well, because children do have a voice. But like I said, it's right. one of the scariest situations ever to just not have that control and for someone that doesn't know you they don't even have any training to have all this power it's a huge abuse of power for sure and you know I don't want to make it seem like everyone in the court system is a bad person I'm just saying statistically it's not it's not very fair in a lot of cases you know and that's not you know like I don't want to seem like I'm trying to trash these people or things of that nature but I can only go by all these people that are saying the same story is all I'm saying so it's just something that really is scary and some changes definitely need to be done do you find that I agree because the patterns are the same right definitely the patterns are definitely the same and that's the part that's really scary and it seems like it's it seems like a lot of the stories when I read the comments on the post, it seems like a lot of people you would if they if you didn't see their names, you would literally think it was the same person. It's like some of the people right. is the stories are the same. Right. Yes. It's similar, the same pain, the same heartache and the same lack of fairness. And, you know, like I said, it's not to really this isn't a podcast episode to like, oh, you know, make people out to be victims. This is just stating facts and like I said, a lot of times when I read those comments you would think it's the same person. And clearly it's not. But they're right. and male and female. There's some men on there that have some heartbreaking stories too. You know, but like right. I said, unfortunately it seems like the majority has been mothers that are on there. And it's just really scary. Have you what is the most what has been the hardest thing about maintaining the page? Because I know like does it take a toll on you reading these stories or just getting, you know, these messages yes. from parents? How do you, how do Definitely. you handle it? And being in the system for so long and hearing so many stories and being in, in it for years and there's still zero change. That's the worst part. Mm-hmm. It's still happening. Right. How do you handle it emotionally? Because number one, it's a great thing to have that page because parents need it, but... How are you able to run this page? And I know parents reach out to you needing help. How do you stay afloat, you know, reading this, I guess, is the best way to stay, you know? Because, I mean, obviously, for your mental health, you need to stay healthy. How do you handle that? (laughs) 
so how do you handle that? Because I know I would just assume it has to be a lot emotionally because obviously, like you said, you're dealing with your own personal situation and you're also trying to help and provide knowledge to people and parents are reaching out with some horrible stories. So how do you, you know, stay mentally sane during all of this? Um, I have to take a step back sometimes. I have disabled the page and and taken a break away from it. Um, I think that, honestly, being able to just be there for other people and have them speaking to somebody that, like, I really understand, I get their stories, I've been in it, um, it makes me feel better to just kind of be there and and hear and listen to them because people need that have that I didn't have anybody understanding what I was going through when I was in it and I think it feels good to just be able to communicate and and speak back and forth with the parents amongst ourselves and just know that you know it's not just you and and just kind of be there for each other Mm. do you know of any like outside support groups by any chance whether it's locally or nationally as well for some parents because I'm thinking, too, for people that have lost their kids or people who are just going through a back battle or who've even gotten over it, you know, the the repercussions still last. Like, I personally have PTSD oh, yeah. from the situation I was in, and I actually have my kids, but I do have post-traumatic stress disorder severely. Um, I have some times where it's heavy, some times where it's light, but, like, it never... The situation will never go away, ever. Um, are you aware of, like, any support groups by any chance? Not directly related with the family court system, but I will say this for anybody that needs it, that they should probably reach out to a good therapist and make sure that they understand before they um, accept this person as their therapist that that therapist should specialize in trauma I have had a lot of people tell me that they've had success with EMDR which reprograms the trauma from the body Um, there are several therapists in the North Shore that are certified and offer this within their business so it is good for PTSD it is good for trauma Um, I think all of us who have been through the court system you know you, you feel like you've been to war and not to make light of any military type situation, but it, it's the trauma of the, the nonstop um, fighting within the system. It, it drags you down, it tears you down, it changes your spirit, it changes who you are as a person. And I would just say that if anybody is in the thick of it and, and they're not making it to reach out to the page, to reach out to me personally, to, to find a therapist, if you don't wanna do that, I will help you find one. Just don't sit there and, and take it on or try to handle it alone because there's other people out there that can help. Can you um, give some more detailed information on that, that, that what you just mentioned as far as like removing the trauma? <laughs> um, it, it and what is it with, called again? Um, EMDR. Okay, EMDR. It, okay. Has, to do with, it has to do with... Um, rapid eye movement so they actually put you in you you go to therapy you discuss what's going on um they put you in front of this i'm guess i'm going to call it a machine but it's it has lights and it reprograms it's wrapped 
but eye movement and it re- helps to reprogram your brain to um, deal with the trauma, to cope with the trauma, and to not have to carry it around so heavily. Mm, that sounds really interesting. I know um, you've mentioned that to me personally before. Do you know, um, and I do want to put this out there because a lot of people, like I said, that have gone through this have gone through some horrible financial abuse as well. Do you know if there's therapists out there that actually accept Medicaid that provide this service? Because I think Um, people on Medicaid is is. more common than we like to admit, you know, but that's the world that we live in. Right. There is a place in Covington called Therapeutic Partners, and they do accept Medicaid. And also, if you are on Medicaid, you can call the number on the back, and they will send you a book of all of the um, therapists on the North Shore who will take your insurance. And you just need to... Um, make sure that you have somebody that's trained in dealing with trauma. Right. Okay. Because that's what the court is causing the kids, the parents, everybody going through it. It, It's trauma. Mm -hmm. It is. It's very traumatic. Um, Before we wrap up, I want you to um, give your contact information before we end it, but do you have any advice for anyone that's currently, you know, they're dealing with this situation and they're in a bad custody situation and just any advice on just staying positive or just keeping your head up on a day-to-day basis when you're going through this type of situation? Um, I will say this from a personal experience. Um, my child is now a teenager and um, is very aware of um her surroundings and I think the kids come to the realization of what the other parent has done and they figure things out in their own time and they do time out they do turn 18 they do turn 17 they can at a certain point a certain age go into the courtroom and speak for themselves and they can use their voice and you just have to hang on and get your kids to the point of being able to speak, being able to use their voice, being able to speak up, put them in therapy, put them with their school counselor, um, just stay on top of their well-being and don't let this drag them down. You just have to keep a positive home life for your kids to be able to function in. Right. It really does help in the long run. Right. That does make sense. Well, like I said, I didn't want to take up too much of your time because I know this is a really heavy subject, but can you um, direct anyone that's listening to the actual Facebook page where they can find it? It's um, the name of the page is St. Tammany Family Court Awareness. Okay, and that is a public page for anyone that listens. Um, And like I said, it's a very informative page. Anything you post on there is public. So if you are in the thick of anything and you don't want it, your information posted on there do not post it on there Mm -hmm. are they but it's okay to message correct like to do a private message oh yes okay absolutely okay well thank you so much shannon like i said um it's a very tough subject i know for me personally it's something i i don't like to discuss for too much um from very long but i feel like it was something worth discussing to make people aware, you know, and to also give people some information on if they're dealing with something like this or if they know someone else, 
where they can reach out and have some people that they can connect with. So thank you so much for being a part of this chat. And I do pray and hope that anyone that listens that needs any help, that they do reach out. They can even reach out to myself um, on the website where the podcasts are available because like I said, I've dealt with this. And once again, Shannon just mentioned that the page is public. So you can access it freely, but if you do need some private, you know, just a one-on-one to talk to someone, you can message and be directed to some help. But I do wish everyone good luck. And once again, thank you so much, Shannon, okay? Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you.